It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Today we're excited because we have as guests in our studio Christy Garman, the park manager at Anita C. Light Estuary Center, and Sharon Spray, President of the Otter <coughs> Creek Alliance, the Friends of the Estuary Center. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, and we can't wait to talk to um, uh, uh, Christy and Sharon because, first of all, we love what goes on over there at the center and the Alliance, and we're very curious about lots of things, and they're going to have many of the answers. Yes, they we can't hope have we can enlighten all you. all of them. <laughs> We'll get Bob Chance on the phone or somebody like that to, <laughs> <laughs> to weigh in. Um, or Chris Burley, Kathy's husband. Isn't he a naturalist? He is. He okay. is at uh, Harford Glen. Okay. So we're, but we're, we're annoyed. And, um, <laughs> Not with you. <laughs> no. Um, uh, you would turn on the TV news. You're in a rush. Mm -hmm. You want to know the weather. Why do they have to tell you for five minutes what's going on in in the Wasatch Mountains? Uh, are they that arrogant? They they think they have to tell us everything, but do we need a sweater or not? <laughs> or an umbrella. Don't like that. Okay. Um, what's with the guys with the big trucks that are too noisy, that don't need it? What do you mean? And, like, the, the macho things, oh, like... Okay. The big Ram pickups. The yeah. Yeah. And th there's actually guys that drive around with little sacks dangling from yeah. the trailer hitch. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, thank you for the warning. <laughs> You're six years old, and you have no security or confidence in yourself whatsoever. And you really showed those Ford owners because you have a little boy peeing on a... Uh, on a Ford logo, because you're driving a Chevy. Right. Excellent. And vice versa, yes. That's yes. true. You can be my contractor, because you clearly have maturity. <laughs> <laughs> but they never stop and ask themselves that, do they? No. I don't think so. No. All righty. Oh, we're done with that. Oh, contractors. Speaking of contractors, thank you for everything you do, your hard work, your expertise. But don't make your own radio commercials. With your kids and your nieces. And yes, the, the mortgage and, guy who has yeah. his daughter Sydney on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least read the script once before you come on. There's one guy who tells you what he's offering you is the biggest no-brainer in a history of mankind. So what kind of a challenge is that? Like, say, you, if you do it, you really have no brains because... <laughs> and then he says, if you, you pay no closing costs, you don't pay a dime, it's... Um, but he doesn't tell you is if you choose the no closing cost option, you pay an extra half a point 
an interest rate. Right, right. So if you have a $150,000 loan, mm -hmm. that's $750 extra a year. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, do yeah. pay a dime. You do. And it's interesting as I go to different locations, every community, every town, every city has the same bad commercials in that realm. Like it yes. doesn't matter. It's not mm -hmm. just here. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And the other, I have one more on that. You know, we're lucky. We have very <clears throat> civic-minded, responsible car dealers in this mm -hmm. county. We have Jones Junction and Mary Chance and everything they do. You and Boyle, the yep. Boyles. We have Tommy Walls at Plaza Ford and Thompson Automotive. But there's this one guy, this, in, I won't say the brand, uh, I don't know what they advertise on here, so I'm, it's in Baltimore County. This guy, he insists on being on the show. I wouldn't let this guy watch a bag of groceries while I went to my car. <laughs> He's got sunglasses on. I know. I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? I do. Yes. I do. Anyway. But see, he's memorable, because we all know who it is. <laughs> but would you go there? No. Well, I'm going to go but deal I, with him. But I no. can't tell you what he sells. You can? I can remember him, but I can't remember what right. his, what his dealer sells. Right. right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Right. And that's what they had. Some of the best ad campaigns <clears throat> were the most, were the most <clears throat> people's favorite ad campaigns were, were not the most effective at all. A lot mm -hmm. of times they couldn't tell you. Um, like only half the people can tell you what, where's the beef, was for. Mm -hmm. Do you do you do you know? Wendy's. Okay. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> o but only half the people could say that. And there's some things that now these songs I sing, but I don't know what they're for. <laughs> squeeze the Charmin. Please don't squeeze the oh, Charmin. Oh, I miss Mr. Whipple. Was the, one of the most when effective. When I see the bears at the hotel room, the animated mm -hmm. bears, I'm like Mr. Whipple. Who would have never stood for that? No, no. And I don't care. I don't I care don't what to, what I, unicorns or you have dancing over rainbows. We're still talking about the same thing. The <laughs> You're not getting that out of my mind. I know. It's true. Mr. Whipple had class. He had class. He was always as neat as a pin, and he had his apron on. And, and it was related to the job. It was. It was. <laughs> All righty. Oh. Quite enough of that. Are you ready for some yep. trivia? And I'm going to get a lot of help today. No, right. Not setting it up at all, ladies. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, pressure's on. No, no, no. There's no pressure. All right. Question number one. On the Apollo 11 moon mission, which astronaut stayed aloft in the command module while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walked the moon? Michael Collins. Ding dang. Good for you. <laughs> Michael Collins. I had never heard of Michael Collins till this. So what did he go on to do? Anything? Um, no, it's tough to top that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I, 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 you wonder how they decided it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're going to the moon, but the good news and bad news. <laughs> you have to flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. You're going to the moon, but you're not going to the moon. You get none of the glory. <laughs> you're going to drive the getaway car. And maybe, you know, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin have, like, astronaut names. Maybe Michael Collins is not a name that I remember for that reason. All right. Who won more Academy Awards in his lifetime than any other person? Is it, was it, um, I know the answer to this, but it's only because I was asked it before. Okay. It's not an actor, right? It is not an actor. It, it is a favorite of Mary Hassler's. Yes, Walt Disney. Correct. No. Our Mary Hessler loves Walt Disney, so. Yeah, that's sort of one of those trick questions. Mm -hmm. You have to have been asked it before. Yeah. Now you guys have been asked it before. You'll okay. know it next time. What is the name for the offspring of a male lion and a female tiger? Male lion, female tiger. A liger. Bingo. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Wow. I was going to say a tie-in. I had a 50-50 shot. That's true. That's true. But you had to notice that she specifically said a male lion and uh, a okay. female tiger. There you go. What is the name? Oh, I just did that one. Which is, which is the most abundant metal in the Earth's crust? Oh. Um, I can give you some hints if you want. Oh, metal. Mm -hmm. um, the most abundant metal in the Earth's crust. Iron? In the crust? Mm -hmm. 
Magnesium. Cans used to be made of it. Tin. Starts with an A. Alum? Alum? Mm -hmm. Aluminum. Aluminum. Okay. Interesting. It is. What is uh what what ingredient is added to white sugar to make brown sugar? Um molasses. Good job, ladies. <laughs> and what is what slow as molasses means? Because it pours slowly? It's thick. Okay. It's slow. Yeah. Okay. Slow as molasses in winter. Right. <laughs> Who was the first U.S. president that was born a citizen of the United States? My history friend over there. Andrew Jackson. Incorrect. Okay, wait a minute. 20, 35, he was 40. So Lincoln would have been, was 52. Do, uh, Bob's doing some math in his head. <laughs> um... Mm. Who would have? It would have been like 18. First name starts with an M. Millard Fillmore. Martin Van Buren. I would have got that. <laughs> we only have an hour, Bob. My son. My son. My son was uh, five, and he was quite precocious. And uh, my wife asked him, um, "Guess what president? Who was president when Daddy was born?" Um, and he had a little trouble with the R's when he was five or six, and he said, Millard Fillmore? <laughs> oh. righty. All right. A diamond is forever is a famous advertising slogan created in 1947 for what company? De Beers. Correct. That Correct. is also one of the ten most lo longest running and most successful. Mm -hmm. um, State Farm, you're in good hands. Mm -hmm. They're all oh, Wall State. Right. Yeah. Maybe not most successful. <laughs> well, it's early. <laughs> when talking about computer memory, what does the acronym ROM stand for? Read only memory. Correct. Correct. I don't know why I know that, because I'm not a computer <laughs> guy. You are now. Okay, this one is an easy one, I think. Game, set, match is an expression used to indicate a competitor has won the game in which sport? Tennis. Correct. <laughs> we got that one in stereo. There we did. Who was the first golfer to win the Masters Tournament two years in a row? <gasps> Come on, Bob. Nick Faldo. Arnold. Oh, no. Farmer. Nicholas? Yep. yep. He knows country. Yep. Okay, so Jack Nicholas. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. All right, that's all I have. You guys did great. Okay, I just thought of one for um, for you ladies. All right. If sometimes you'll see a bird try, feels like they're trying to fly into your window or your glass door. Mm -hmm. Often in the spring. Mm -hmm. Do you know why they're doing that? Are they mating with no. themselves? It's related to it though. Okay. Territorial displays. Yes. They see themselves and. And it's often. They feel it's a usually male birds, naturally, in most bar fights. Brilliant. Um, and they they think it's them. They think it's another male bird encroaching. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do you do that in the morning in the mirror, Bob? <laughs> do you try and fight no, yourself? I, I jump back when I see me in the morning. Jerry Seinfeld did this whole thing about um, his mother. Uh, in the living room, she put a whole wall of mirrors. Okay. And, he said, Mom, what? she goes, it creates space. So it looks like there's another room. Uh-huh. And, and he said, so? <laughs> Why is that good? He goes, and he said, our parakeet, when we let him out, would fly into it. Uh-huh. Um, and, he, and he said, you know, he may think it's another room that he's flying into, right. but you'd at least think he'd try to avoid the oncoming bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that show. I miss that show. Okay. Um, we're going to do uh, news and, uh, and education um, at the same time. Um, uh, not a lot of education. Uh, and that, did you re hear that an Abingdon home was damaged the other day by, by ice. falling ice? Yes. Yes. Right in Cedar Day, Cedar Lane, whatever it is. And um, uh, 
Dr. Yuvraj Kambash was at work when he got a phone call from his parents. Uh, they said there was um, a loud noise outside and it felt like something breaking. So he went home, checked the house, they, and um, there was a big chunk and chunks of ice outside. And it had damaged the widow's walk on the house and damaged one of the eaves. Um, they're still investigating it. Mm -hmm. But there's six, seven possible explanations. One is um, falling from a plane. Okay, that was my first thought. And there's there's two. One is the plane can get some ice buildup okay. when it's at high altitudes. So when it descends, um, the ice can... Because it gets warmer, mm -hmm. it could start to melt and break off. That's why it happens a lot on approach. We're right on approach right. from most flights coming right. from the north into BWI. Um, the other thing is they call it blue ice or green ice. Yeah. And speaking of estuaries, <laughs> they, well, they test it because uh, if it's blue or green, the blue or green is from the disinfectant they use in the lavatories and the airplanes. And it often, it, it will have microorganisms as well. Mm -hmm. Call those the bears or Mr. Sharman, uh, Mr. Whipple for that. I'm feeling a theme on today's show. <laughs> so, um, but it's not because the planes can jettison it. They're not allowed to. They, and the pilots don't have. That's what I was going to say. They a mechanism push for a it, but it. the hose often malfunctions, so okay. you will get blue ice. Um, comets. They're called meg, oh. mega cryo meteors, hail, um, um, pranksters. And UFOs. <laughs> I think it was a UFO. But people have been killed. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. He held up just what was left, and it was a huge bag filled with, like, and it's dense, thick ice. Right. Not like an ice cube. Um, so the FAA is going to test it, right? To see. Yep. But then we won't hear anything about it. No, because, we won't. Mm -hmm. um, because that's not good. for Because mm -hmm. the airlines have to pay. If the air, if it's coming from a plane, the airlines are responsible. Really? Even if it's from ice buildup. Yep. Huh. I don't know. Um, I aviation law is, and insurance is very weird. If you ever read about it, I, mm -hmm. you know, I happen to was very involved in post nine one one, and th there was actually. A battle that lasted about eight years where the insurance consortium for the World Trade Center um, naturally insured both towers. And uh, for first incident, um, I forget how it worked. They had two and a half billion in coverage, three and a half billion for incident one per tower, and then two billion for incident two okay. per tower. Well, the insurance company said it was one incident. Oh. It would have saved them like a billion and a half dollars. Right. And the World Trade Center Port Authority said no. This was yeah, it was two separate in, two separate crashes. So that went on for eight years, and they just um, cut the baby in half. Mm. Um, so uh, we have one more piece of news, and I don't want to second guess, but normally when it says. Someone says, I don't want to second guess. They're about to second guess. You got it. Uh, this uh, <laughs> animal who shot three, shot and killed three people here at the Granite Company, mm -hmm. um, and he shot and wounded someone in Delaware, um, and our state's attorney's office made the very controversial decision to let the, the case be tried in Delaware first, and a lot of risks with doing that but at the time they said it'll guarantee that he'll get life without parole because maryland has does not have a life without parole life sentence okay well he was he was um convicted of attempted manslaughter up there not wow. attempted murder so he's going to get three to five years so now we'll have the case down here and there's a possibility that this guy may um be able to use the, the delaware case to his um, favor. To improve oh. his defense. So let's hope that isn't the case. Oh. <clears throat> you just look at that and say, how does that happen? It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. It's just crazy, crazy, ill people.
Um, alrighty. You want to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Christy Garman, the park manager at the Anita C. Light Estuary Center, and Sharon Spray, president of the Otter Point Creek Alliance, the friends of the ACLEC. Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D Creation Software including MakerBot and PrinterBot professional green screen with studio light box and both Apple and Windows computers. All to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Okay, welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're so delighted today to have Christy Garman and Sharon Spray in the studio with us. Christy is the park manager at the Anita C. Light Estuary Center. She's been working for Hartford County at the Estuary Center for almost 12 years, the first five years as the park naturalist and the remainder of her time as the park manager. Christy previously worked for Baltimore County Recreation and Parks and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. She loves being outside and unplugged. Sharon Spray has always had a love for the outdoors and found a home at the Estuary Center. She has volunteered there for 15 years and is the current president of the Otter Point Creek Alliance, the friends of the ACLEC. Welcome, ladies. So glad you're here today. Thank you. Thank a you. pleasure. And Sharon, you have a great name, Sharon Spray. For this <laughs> right. business. It is perfect. Like Donna Reed. <laughs> or Bill Marsh. <laughs> uh, Christy, let's start with you. Um, are, are you a Hartford County uh, native? I am not. Oh. I'm not. I'm a resident of Baltimore County. Okay. And uh, an Air Force brat. So oh, so I'm, you've been all over the place? Been around the world. Around the world? Yeah. Tell us some of the places. Um... Japan was our overseas assignment. We were there for four years, um, and then all over the U.S. So Mississippi, New York, Colorado. So, and how did you end up? Um, so you were initially at Baltimore County Park and Rec. Yes. And but how did you end up in this field? How what path led you to the field of parks Fields. and rec and the natural <laughs> nature, uh, being a naturalist, etc. Honestly, when we lived in uh, Colorado, we did a whole lot of family camping and back in the days of Sunday drives, yeah. we, oh, we yeah. drove all over the West. And so that uh, started my interest in the outdoors. And then uh, I stumbled across this major in, uh, when I was choosing my college, you know, where I was going to go to college. And I saw this recreation in parks and it combined um, people with the outdoors. And there you go. That's, That's great. Awesome. It is. You're very lucky. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm but very you make lucky your own too. luck too. Mm -hmm. True. Mm -hmm. um, and Sharon as well. Um, how did you? Uh, you're you, you're just you're volunteering. Right. Okay. And is this something? Uh, are you original? Are you a uh, Hartford County person? I'm actually from Massachusetts. Okay. And ended up here after a convoluted trail by way of New Hampshire, Kentucky, Florida, and then Maryland. Oh. So I, I moved to Maryland, to this area, Harford County, 40-some years ago. Oh, wow. And I thought it was going to be a temporary landing spot, and here I am 40 years later. That's great. And, and at one point, I saw an ad in the Weekender that was looking for volunteers to do some research at the Estuary Center, and I've always had a love for research as well as the outdoors, and... So I showed up at this open house, and that was all she wrote. <laughs> and they said, come join us. Fifteen years later, here I am. Well, that's great. And thank you from all of us Absolutely. Uh, for your giving uh, your time to this. Uh, tell us about what what should we ask first? Uh, what is the Anita Sea Light Estuary, Estuary Center, or what is the, um, the Otter Point? Creek Alliance, and what is the Chesapeake Bay National Estuarine Research Reserve? 
You get extra points for pronouncing it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Show off. I've been practicing it under my breath since. <laughs> and I, I was reading you, it, I too. think you have to know the estuary center and the reserve to understand the okay. alliance. So okay. Interesting. Right. So is your first your first question would be, what is the Anita mm-hmm. Sea Light Estuary Center? Right. So it's a, um, a facility operated by the Harford County Parks and Recreation Department, uh, along with some partners, mm-hmm. the Chesapeake Bay National Estuarine Research Reserve, um, the Otter Point Creek Alliance, the Isaac Walton League. Did I forget anybody? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I got them all. Okay. Um, and uh, we educate... Noah. Did you say that? Which uh, the National Estuarine Research Reserve System is a NOAA entity. Okay, very good. So, yeah. And we uh, are there to uh, promote understanding and appreciation of estuaries, which the Chesapeake Bay is the largest one in the United States, um, through education, research, and monitoring and stewardship. So estuary... uh, Give us a quick definition. Is it just something that's tidal and uh, alternates between brackish and salt and fresh, where the receding and You've advancing? got the important points. The simplest definition that we use is it's a body of water where salt and fresh water mix. Okay. Okay. Where the where river, river meets, meets the, the sea. sea. Okay. <laughs> Good tagline, <Stereo>. ladies. <laughs> Which I was, I'm reading a, 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 about... Um, uh, the Chesapeake Bay, when um, when Europeans first came here, and it talks about the um, the Proto Susquehanna and the the Chesapeake Bay. At 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 one point, uh, the the coast was a hundred miles out uh, at the end of the continental shelf, and a million hundred thousand years later, it was at the foothills of the Blue Mountains because of the, the, the freezing and unfreezing of, of the glaciers and et cetera. And um, so uh, tell us about the center. Um, how did it start? What do you all do there? That's a big question, big, uh-huh. big subject area. So um, way back in the 80s, um, Mrs. Light, um, Anita C. Light, uh, was uh, looking for guess an entity to to donate her land to basically so um, she sold it to Harford County for a dollar I believe and um, it took some years but eventually there was a partnership between the Chesapeake Bay National Estuarine Research Reserve and Harford County they built the estuary center Uh, it opened in 1996 and um, the reserve was assembled with the Bosley Conservancy as part of it, and that is the Isaac Walton League that owns that. So between the Isaac Walton League, the water of Otter Point Creek, and Light Park, which is the part owned by Harford County Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. those came together to make the reserve. And uh, started out from the very beginning with the Otter Point Creek Alliance, and uh, we all work together to um, offer programs. There's all kinds of boating programs, programs, summer camp programs. Um, There's lots of research and monitoring going on, citizen science opportunities. I always say I think that's the, our affiliation with the National Research Reserve System is the piece that sort of sets us aside from, or a little bit apart from (coughs) your average nature center. Right. Um, Because there's lots and lots of opportunities to do research and monitoring on everything from plankton to submerged aquatic vegetation, fish surveys, water quality, Um, but so, so do you uh, work with like local universities to, do they teach classes there? Do they have interns come? Just all kinds of people can do that research there or? An- anybody. Yes. You could okay. come and join one of our research programs. Oh, wow. That's one of the things that drew me to the estuary. Sure. That's why it's called citizen science. Uh-huh. So we have a research naturalist who oversees the research. Okay. Who is a professional sure. and a professor. Um, but she helps design the protocols and monitor them and assist people. And um, 
Yeah, so it's that it's it's people based research. It's all volunteer dependent. Wow. So let's let's that's a good uh, point at which to say um, uh, right. Everyone should re just write this down: www.otterpointcreek.org. That's otterpointcreek.org, and four one zero six one two one six eight eight. If you want to get involved, you want to. Um, um, help out the cause either with wish list items which there is uh, an extensive Amazon wish list mm -hmm. um, on the website uh, volunteer your time um, if you want to talk about uh, groups uh, groups or individuals who you you want to have the opportunity to learn more about this uh, they can talk to you about that as well um, and let's let's talk about some of the upcoming events uh, first one is uh, June 2nd 21st annual Wade In Festival, Saturday, June 2nd, which I can't believe is a week from tomorrow. I know. No, it's not. It was, no, it's two, two weeks, weeks two from weeks. Two weeks, but mm -hmm. still, it's yes. two weeks. It it be two. We can believe it. It's, it's 2008 already, also. I can't believe that. <laughs> Time's flying for you, isn't it, Bob? <laughs> so Ella Fitzgerald died 38 years ago. Like, what? <laughs> oh, we were watching Seinfeld last night, and Phil looked at the info thing at the bottom. He was like, it was 20 years ago. Like, how they could it be? The really? It, that oh show. Gosh. The, it right. was an early yeah. episode, but we were like, oh my gosh. Yeah. In two years, Sweet Baby James, Tapestry, and After the Gold Rush will be 50 years oh, old. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop. Um, so and so that's, uh, uh, that's the website for the Otter Point Creek Alliance and... Um, and and in the Wade In Festival, you could find in, information there. Tell us about the Wade In Festival. Well, the Wade In Festival is supported by, sponsored by, the Arter Point Creek Alliance, and it is a festival that went back. I've forgotten exactly when Senator Bernie Fowler did the sneaker test in the Chesapeake Bay. Okay, it was to bring awareness to the declining health of the bay and. Mm -hmm. He, he put on a pair of white sneakers and he would walk out until he could no longer see his sneakers. Oh. And then they would measure that. Today you can do it more accurately sure. with something that's oh, called a, a, a secchi disc, which is a black and white disc you drop down until okay. you can't see it. But it, it became <laughs> a, a symbolic festival. Mm -hmm. It's used to educate people about estuaries. Um, and water quality, water quality mm -hmm. and how to handle stormwater management, how to handle it at your house. We have all sorts of exhibitors that come, you know, native plants, um, the Upper Western Shore Tributaries team comes. There are all sorts of sort of informational mm -hmm. um, displays and people to talk to. Um, as well as we do a lot of fun things, mm -hmm. there's a lot of activities for kids. Um, they have face painting, they do fish printing. Okay. They have recycled toys or floating things sure. they make. Um, there are all sorts of watershed games and things. Plus we do um, canoe rides. Mm -hmm. We let you take canoes <coughs> for 10 or 15 minutes and just paddle around. That's right. a lot. It's, the only time Free. some families have, yeah, it's briefly mm -hmm. and it's in a cordoned off area. But these are people, some of whom have never been in a canoe before. Absolutely. Pontoon boat rides. Pontoon boat rides. They can rides. meet uh, the illustrious Seymour Clearwater. Clearwater, absolutely. That's right. Mm -hmm. that, what are the odds that someone went into that? It's like the marsh and the reed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so it's a, you know, it's uh, June 2nd. Um, Noon, one to four. One to four, <clears throat> and, and it's a fun day for all. creek.org if they want more info. That do you right. need volunteers? Mm -hmm. Do you need we if people want to sponsor the day? Uh, if we, businesses, if businesses would like to sponsor, we'd certainly be happy to talk to them. We always need volunteers, not just for the wait-in, but for mm -hmm. other events, and and not even for event events. We use volunteers to staff our desk during the weekends. Mm -hmm. um, we do use volunteers to help do cleanups. And okay. all, there, are, there are a million and one ways that volunteers are helpful and valuable. And um, 
we supplement what the staff can't do and, and a lot of other interesting mm -hmm. things. So. And this is under Parks and Rec, uh, the, the Estuary Center, correct? It is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, I, you know, we always lose sight of it. I'm sure you don't, but many of us <laughs> do. What work it, it's taken over, the, you know, the past 200 years um, for, you know, Ms. Light, what she did, um, John Muir, Ansel Adams, Teddy Roosevelt, to really swim upstream to preserve these areas, mm -hmm. to, to get the resources to spend on it. Where is it's not like you can get it back if you let it disappear. You can't. So, right. hats off to uh, you folks and everyone in um, in your field and and the folks in um, government and local leaders that have um, and uh, the donors as well because it's 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 often overlooked what a Herculean task it was to to build these tributes and do this research, uh, etc. So let's talk about the second thing, the second annual Fishing Derby, Saturday, June 16th, uh, otterpointcreek.org, you find more about it. Um, it is at the Pontoon Pier, um, which is, that's, everyone knows where that little cove is, I guess, right. when you're it's, driving up Route 40. It's, mm -hmm. it's technically Smith Park, okay. it's a state highways park. And I use the word park in quotations, pull off. Um, <laughs> but it, it is right next to that. Um, it is, again, sponsored by the Otter Point Creek Alliance. And we had our first one last year, and it's for kids six and up. And they just had a blast. Sure. We supply the fishing rods and the bait and the adult help. All the kids come with adults, but we have... Um, several of our volunteers there, as well as uh, several volunteers from the Isaac Walton League, help mm -hmm. with it too. <coughs> and we do some prizes, oh, and fun. and the kids fish off the pier, and it's just a, it's a great afternoon for mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. yeah, what what do what do you catch? I, you know, I've That's never. Question. Uh, um, is it mostly? Freshwater fish that are sort of pinned pinned in there, or no? It's it's not white. Pinned. Yeah, they're not pinned. They <laughs> they can. They're fish that can tolerate both. Okay. So white perch and um, sunfish, pumpkin seeds, and bluegills are probably the most common. And catfish. And mm -hmm. catfish. Okay. If you go People too are... low, you get the and then you get, you get the um, hook out. Yeah, <laughs> for the derby, it's usually the the sun. Sunfish and the perch. Any shiners? I remember we used to catch shiners, shiners. once in a while. River yeah. shiners. Nothing of any size. No. Before. Golden shiners. We do get shiners, but they're mm, little okay. guys. Right. Yep. The other thing, but they don't Not tend to hooks. catch them, mm -hmm. is we is carp. Oh, okay. We have big carp. They're good-looking fish. <laughs> <laughs> and they have such a good job. <laughs> It's like the algae eaters right. in your uh, fish tank when you were but, young. But most of these are sized so that the little kids can actually pull them in on their own. And then do they toss them back or do they take yeah, the fish home? Catch and okay. release. Catch and yep. release. All right. And what do you use? What are they, uh, they, we used to use ham. We'd use rolled up bread. <laughs> uh, compacted. No. Worms. Worms. Yeah. Ham. It was at my grandmother's house. <laughs> <laughs> I can, what do you want I can, No, I can remember using, we used to take white bread yeah. and roll mm -hmm. it into little that balls. Yeah, yeah. that's what we down. do. We, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Tasty golden circles. <laughs> <laughs> but we oh use gosh. worms. Okay. Which are, I, and I will say, they are donated okay. by, Wal by Walmart very thoughtfully Excellent. every year. Well, um, uh, my partner and I, um, in one of my businesses, we were just at a woman's house. Um, her dad was a former president of the Isaac Walton League. And we were down in the basement, and he had the most extensive collection of lures that he wow. had built, the wow. jitterbugs. And mm -hmm. um, he must have had a thousand, either one, most of them that he had carved or wow. and flies he had um, uh, he had tied. Mm -hmm. And she said he knew exactly when the larvae of this it was like four days. He somehow knew right. what four days mm -hmm. it was going to be. So the fishing derby, that sounds like fun. I can imagine yeah. seeing kids who've never fished before that first time. Uh, the bob, you use bobs there? 
I'm no? not sure if they're using bobbers or not, because I will be. I, there is another volunteer okay. that coordinates and takes okay. care of all that. It takes a lot. So. Yes. Okay, uh, Bio Blitz. Sounds like a Michael Crichton novel, but it's really very interesting. Uh, August, Saturday, uh, August 11th, Saturday, and Sunday, August 12th. Um, tell us about the Bio Blitz. So the, the tagline under the subtitle is, it's a 24-hour environmental treasure hunt. Um, so basically we bring in experts on different species. Um, we've had a guy in there on snails, fish, birds of all different kinds. Um, Fungi, plants. Plankton, mushrooms, yep. Kind of runs the gamut. And um, they come in and they... In usually about an hour and a half period of time, they catalog as many of the species that they specialize in as possible. So wow. it's it's kind of a biodiversity event. So we're we're trying to catalog all the species that are in the reserve, and uh, we do it um, have done it at different times of year, <coughs> and we have different specialists each year, and it's an opportunity not only to increase our body of knowledge on the species that we have but it's also an opportunity to educate because we get some folks in who um, enjoy the education education piece of it and they come in and they do the the hunting around and and uh, identifying with the with the experts so um, it's it's just kind of a fun sciencey day but it's uh, it's one of Sharon's favorites. And she like she never misses it. For everyone. So, yeah. so, and we is, could sit yeah. in, uh, right. uh, we, we observe as the cataloging is being done. Is we it? we encourage people to come. Yep, absolutely. Um, for instance, I try generally every year to take a session with on this on something I know absolutely nothing about because it just increases sure. my knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, most of these folks are really good teachers. They love, they're passionate about their work, so they love teaching others about it. And it's a, it, it's a great way to introduce private citizens and kids, particularly, mm -hmm. to the great outdoors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really it is fascinating stuff, and especially for kids that would... Uh, don't have a chance to be exposed to that. So that's also, that's August 11th and August 12th, Saturday and Sunday, otterpointcreek.org. And tell us about the Green Center, um, the, Mer the Maryland Green Center. Um, so we're certified um, through an organization <coughs> called the Maryland Association of Environmental and Outdoor Educators. Um, as a green center and in order to get that certification you have to do certain things you have to help um, your local schools become green schools um, you have to model best management practices in your in and around your facility and then support uh, environmental learning in the community and you every four years we go through this certification process okay. and um, it's it's a great program for encouraging really good best management practices, energy conservation, et cetera. And um, we help a lot of the local schools uh, to become green schools, which oh, is wow. also um, a great accomplishment. Oh, I think. Sure. They, they're making great strides across the state and getting lots and lots of schools to be um, certified green schools. So we've worked with Deerfield Elementary School, Edgewood Middle School, um, Red Pump Elementary, there's a few more on the list, um, and help them to get their green school certifications. Do you do anything, or are you interested in doing anything with uh, the Boys and Girls Club? I'm very involved in that, where, um, <laughs> is, uh, is, is that good? It's funny you should mention that. It's a great segue. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and I wasn't even set up. <laughs> I was um, always thinking of what they can do. Our, our full-time naturalist, Lauren Grioski, um, got a grant from a climate change group that she is participates in. And she is working with the Boys and Girls Club of Edgewood. Oh. And so, Excellent. yeah, be, Edgewood's right in our backyard. Mm -hmm. It's a community we're trying to have more of a presence in and get more in. Dave Pryor, uh, they, the, they, the branch uh, director. You know, they great. let 
Right. They lack services in that, in that area. So um, she has a program. She meets with the girls every week or every other week? Every other week. Every other week. They've started some projects, a low mo area, some Mason Bee houses, pollinator things over at the center. Oh, that's I remember the, and, Eric telling me about the bee houses. And then they come over to our center mm -hmm. and do some other things. Friday night, actually, this past Friday night, um, we took the girls on their very first canoe trip. Oh, wow. And we've also, again, had support from the Isaac Walton League on this mm -hmm. project. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. Is Kayla one of the girls? I couldn't oh. tell you because... We have such a great crew of kids there. Mm -hmm. at that yeah, we Club. really do. Um, Especially the, you know, the, the, mid, the, the seventh, eighth, and ninth graders. Well, they, these girls are younger. eight, oh. nine, and ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> And um, and it's funny because it's a boys and girls club, but we only have girls in this program. <laughs> One of whom wants to become a naturalist. Wow. And she will. She Absolutely. will. If we can help it, we she will. And speaking of that, you know the community and what's what's what, give us something that we all need to know um, that we ignore because it's it's not. It's hard if we don't ignore it. Like, talk about um, <coughs> the load of, of, of nutrients and sediment that we're putting in to these bodies of water um, that just decimates them. Talk about, because our association, our homeowner association, we, a few um, folks took this initiative, but we all got behind it. We have a, a spring-fed pond that is not classified as a stormwater management facility but we've set it up such that we just have two pipes at the far bank taking the top water and this pond's a, you know an acre and a half to mm -hmm. almost two That's acre a good pond, size pond. <clears throat> yeah, but we have to dredge it out every eight years because everything flows in from Patterson Mill Road and mm -hmm. everybody's grandfathered around us. So, <laughs> uh, so it, the sediment settles and then mostly what skims off the back is, is doesn't have that much of a load uh, in it. But talk about that. <coughs> so um, we spend lots and lots of time trying to connect people to the water quality. You know, they always hear, oh, you can't swim in there, or you shouldn't eat the fish out of there, or in general, when we're talking about the Chesapeake Bay and areas around the Chesapeake Bay. And um, the connection that I think fails to be made sometimes is that all of us, you and I, every one of us in our home and in our yards and where we work and go to school, Everything that we do is what is affecting that water quality. You know, if you if you don't clean up after your dog and it rains, you know, all the nutrients from the dog feces is going to wash into your local body of water. Um, you need to make sure that your sewage systems are working well if you're not on, you know, public sewer. Um, sediment, big issue, probably the biggest water quality issue in Otter Point Creek that the estuary center sits on. Um, so you need to be sure that your, you know, your yard areas, if you have one, are vegetated. They've got grass or trees or something growing on them so that the sediment doesn't mm -hmm. wash off because that goes right into the storm drains <coughs> Even and something into the creek. As a gully that we have exposed red clay yeah. instead of riprap. Exactly. Try right. to try to get things soil covered in some way. Um, we just recently had um, some stormwater retrofits put into our parking lot, which I'm real excited about. We put permeable pavers up there, and there's a big bioretention pond, which is a large rain garden, basically. Is this what Scott but, Kirby and Christine Buckley's group? Yes. Um, yeah. In the county, which is the yes. forest uh, pre uh, uh, stream preservation and restoration. Restoration. Yes. And um, so they're basically industrial-sized versions of things that people can do at their own mm -hmm. properties mm -hmm. to increase infiltration of rainwater, so soaking in of rainwater. You know, you can 
put pavers down with spaces between them so that the rainwater can soak in. And rain gardens, of course, help the water slow down, soak in. And then the plants in it also help uptake some of those excess nutrients that might be washing off. Um, so <coughs> lots of little things, you know, watching when you put fertilizer on your lawn. Don't do it right before a thunderstorm. Right. Um, so better better so, yet, learn to love dandelions and don't fertilize <laughs> your lawn. Mm -hmm. I have a but, great parable I read about God asking St. Peter. Um, so everyone is loving all of our our beautiful variety of weeds and our trees. No, they, they kill the weeds. You know? <laughs> and then what do they do? They, the trees, they, they cut down the trees a lot. Oh my gosh. What do they do? Well, they spread it um, uh, around. Oh and what do they, they love when the, the grasses flower? No, no, they keep it about two and a half inches <laughs> high. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> So, so tell us about at ground zero, um, a stream bed or an estuary bed depth between two feet and five feet. What happens at the bottom of that bed when the, the silt from the road and the clay from the soil and the uh, bioorganisms from, um, from waste and the nutrients end up there? What happens to the grasses, to the light? Etc. And describe it so, like like a disaster scene because it is because that's how, how people realize. Well, you know, a great example is this week we had that huge rainstorm. What was it Wednesday night? Um, so you drive up Route 40 and you look out over a beautiful Otter Point Creek and it looks like a chocolate milkshake, literally. Mm -hmm. mm. And um, that is from the sediment that has washed down from winter's run watershed the areas that drain into winter's run and it's it's devastating so to what's happened to the ecosystem grass? so what that sediment does is it stops the sunlight from penetrating through the waters okay. which every plant on the planet needs light to grow so the first <coughs> thing that happens is that the plants that are in the estuary which hold bottom sediments and reduce wave action so it reduces erosion on the shoreline those plants are diminished and mostly don't grow um, and they're also a source of oxygen in the water which is great for animal life so you see effects you know all the way up the food chain then but so you get all of the sediment in there and your plants don't grow and it suffocates some of the life that was would be on the bottom of the So if I'm a creek. fish or a shellfish, I can't hide, I can't <coughs> lay my eggs, I can't... Mm -hmm. Can't breathe. So we all die. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. The bottom, for the instance, that what, mm -hmm. what is happening is Otter Point Creek is filling up with sediment. Um, if you wade in, you know, most of, you know, a few feet from shore, you're on gravel and you're on sand. And then gradually... You're getting in deeper and deeper and deeper of this silty muck. So, which in some places can be knee or thigh wow. high. Wow. And that's all sediment that has come down Winter's Run, which turns into Otter Point Creek once it goes under 40. And what causes the algae blooms? Is it the, the fertilizer? It's nutrients, which many of them come from fertilizers so nitrates phosphates which are two of the main ingredients in most of our commercial fertilizers and some is required in every healthy ecosystem it's the excess that creates a problem and feeds the algae blooms and then algae dies bacteria decomposes it sucks up all the oxygen and that's when you get your fish kills because you got so anyway that's the long view well we have about uh, 20 million tons of that stuff on the other side of the Conowingo um, yeah. and yes. where's it going now now nothing it's running right the water's running right over it um, that was uh, they expected that to be a 2045 problem that was a 2019 problem mm -hmm. and well didn't, didn't the EPA just kill a big upper Ches Chesapeake program like 75 employees? Ben Grumbles Not was... Not sure. Uh, I was at a something with Ben Grumbles, who's the head of the MDE. And um, that was mentioned. 
I know there were several proposed cuts, whether or not they actually made it through, okay. I don't know. Like the, uh, the NAIRS system, the Natural Estuarine Research Reserve System, was slated to be cut completely, but they were fully funded. So okay. there have been lots of threats, though. Mm -hmm. So, right. Otter Point Creek dot org four one zero six one two one six eight eight christy garman and sharon spray um donna reed and jim marsh had to leave <laughs> <laughs> i can't resist i really like that one <laughs> you'll be giggling all day bob <laughs> um so thanks for coming and folks definitely go to the site uh for the uh, three events coming up and and um to help out and, yeah. and regular programs. We have programs every weekend. Every weekend, there's All at least round. one walk-in program that's meet a critter, feed a critter, tots and tails, something of that sort. Mm -hmm. And we have lots of programs. It's, it's a beautiful building too. It's a beautiful yes, the center facility. Is the quite center. a facility, and you can do boating programs, naturalist-led boating programs. And for Harford County, wow. who you know, much of the shoreline is controlled by the U.S. government, it's one of the few areas where the public can have easy access to the water. So check us out for water access, boat programs. Yep. Great. And the good thing, uh, General Taylor, the new commander of APG, is starting to do a lot more on that front um, with or local organizations. Um, uh, he uh, just uh, got um, a company, um, Lidos, who we all know and love. Um, uh, uh, Donated a hundred thousand of the the packs, uh, the disposal packs, mm -hmm. for um, prescription drugs and opioids, mm -hmm. um, because people throw them out, Dump them down they the end toilet. up in eagles' yeah. bellies yep. or, uh, or egrets or uh, um, uh, herons' bellies, and it's not good for them. So um, I think look for a lot more coming from General Taylor and his team working with the community. Um, on environmental things. And the library is going to be um, handing those out as well. We just got to supply the drug packs, mm -hmm. right? So you can get them at your local library. Okay. Well, um, actually, we're not going to do break. We'll just do okay. some library. But All thanks right. again. Uh, Christy Garman, park manager at Anita Sea Light Estuary Center, and Sharon Spray, volunteer extraordinaire, um, Otter Point Creek Alliance. Uh, the president of Otter Point Creek Alliance, otterpointcreek.org. Uh, Leslie, what do we have going on at the library? Usually well, a lot of things. Yes, yes, yes. <coughs> and again, as I mentioned last week, we are gearing up for our summer reading challenge. And um, we have our kickoff events on Monday, June 18th. So again, that's right around the corner. Last year we had over 19,000 children participate in the program, sign That's up for the program. Body. It is, it is. Um, and it really helps to alleviate the summer slide, kids getting out of the habit of reading and being mindful of school and things like that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'll have some more information next week, but you can actually register online right now. If you are a early bird and you want to register your kids early, you can go online at hcplonline.org and look for our summer reading challenge page. Um, and then, you know, as we get closer to summer, we're starting to gear up some of our master gardener programs. And we have one at the Bel Air Library on Saturday, May 19th from 10, 15 a.m. until noon. And it's a shade garden with master gardeners. So um, you can spend that time with a really amazing gardener who <coughs> can answer all of your questions um, and help you create a really unique shade garden um, all year long. So uh, our master gardener programs are one of our favorite uh, events and most popular events. And then on Monday, May 21st, at our Joppa branch from 10.30 to 11.30 a.m., we have Toddlers Create Art. <coughs> so what happens there is there's a story time, and then the children create uh, art based on the story. And that's another really popular, um, very simple art project, but it ties the, the artwork to the story for the children. And that's for 18 months to 3 years old. And then <laughs> Bob's got a frog in his throat. Oh. Um, Tuesday, May 22nd at the Falston Library from 6.45 to 8 p.m. We have another travelogue with John Butler, and this one is Eye on Italy. 
and that's from grades 9 to adult. And we have a really great relationship with uh, local travel enthusiast John Butler. He travels extensively, and he takes beautiful pictures, and he comes back and goes to our branches and talks about all of these travels and um, talks to people about how to plan for that, what to see when they're in this locale. And this particular one on um, Tuesday, May 22nd is all about Italy. So it'll be a uh, focus on coastal cities, Capri, Venice, Pompeii, Florence, Lake Cuomo. You might see George Clooney. Um, <laughs> if you're so lucky. All right. Or see, George, we're all. <laughs> or George Looney. <laughs> Oh, so those are just some of the things we have coming up. Again, check out our website, hcplonline.org. Um, and we just have, each branch has hundreds and hundreds of um, programs scheduled and ready to go. So um, it just amazes me. And I was in the library the other day. Something else, just very simple, that made it really easier to be in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the receipt when you check things out. Yep. Mm-hmm. It prints in like a tenth of a... It starts printing in a tenth of a second. Mm-hmm. How come these big gas stations have... <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> you got to wait for the receipt to come out. The bank, uh-huh. you know. No, but the library has it figured out. And I, one last question. Um, are there otters at in, Otter Point? In Otter Point Creek? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a great who, question, who Bob. Knew? Who knew? <laughs> They are very shy and very secretive, and Those they are otters. way back up in the marsh, but we have pictures, and we have seen tracks. Nice. I'm showing them a picture of an otter. Oh, with a baby. Look at that face. I have volunteered there for 15 years. You've seen them? I have personally never laid eyes on one. <laughs> really? But I... I Trust the people who have, and I've seen pictures. So, are there beavers? Lots of beavers. Really? And you see those Probably more beaver than otter. Yeah. And you see a lot of um, we see evidence that. of the dams of uh, their lodges or whatever. When the tide's out. Yeah. The, our beavers, for the most part, are bank. build bank dams. Not. They don't dam up the creek. Okay. They build what's called a bank dam. Um, they, every once in a while, find a narrow part somewhere in the mm-hmm. back tributary and try and do it. But On the canoe trail. Yeah. <laughs> For the most they part, they're uh, pretty accommodating. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, they show when, off during our canoe when we trail. Have, oh, that's you know. great. When we have a big rain event, uh-huh. such as we did last week, uh-huh. that water comes down so fast, it carries whole trees down so the the uh the stream dens don't last too long so they they tend to be bang okay i gotcha but there's lots of evidence with trees that they've cut down you they they do a pretty good job of clear cutting on their own <laughs> um and we'll see their slides where they go into the water and their scent mounds and okay <clears throat> do they actually know how to gnaw so the tree will fall the direction they want it to the beavers make up that answer because no one knows. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, They're they smart. do. They've thought it. They through. have little slide rules that they've made out of. <laughs> a little more to the of, left, Charlie. Of cedar. <laughs> I think they just know when to move very fast. Okay. <laughs> Another good skill down. set. Another good skill set. I think that would be a good survival adaptation right. to yes. know which direction yes, the tree yes, was yes. going to fall. I don't know how that happens. How, how that natural selection occurs where they're building two-story houses. <laughs> In the right part of town so they don't get washed away. Like, that's, that's brilliant. All righty. I think we've do done some, quite enough. <laughs> enough damage today? And oh, do you have anything do... about Bob's? Uh, I, I could do it. Some of these may be repeats for you, Leslie. That's okay. I love the lady. We need um, to get back on the yes. way, well, the way also, lady because summer's um, around the corner. Uh, <laughs> and also we do about, you know, millennials. Um, for instance, grandfather says, I fought in two wars, came home, raised five kids with your grandmother. Me. Sometimes I don't read my emails because I'm too tired. <laughs> 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 and here's one from our friend, and you probably heard already. TV announcer. Are you bloated, tired, unable to enjoy the activities you once loved? 
me with mouth full of chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she also said, um, if a woman asks if she looks fat, it's not enough to say no. You must also act very surprised by the question. Jump backwards if necessary. That is gospel right there. True, um, true. There's a woman who writes about um, um, her, her challenges her with journey losing with weight. Trying to lose weight, and she is hilarious and spot on. <laughs> Amy Dillon, her name is. I'll save half of this for later, I said. And we laughed and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to lose thir 10 pounds this year, only 13 to go. <laughs> All righty. All right, guys. I think that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us on the Hartford Edge, and thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Of course. Great opportunity. Thank you. Good.